Welcome to Remembering What Matters Most, a podcast exploring what it means to live our lives based on what is most important to us. I'm your host, Susan McNamara, and today I'm with Patty Mari, friend and fellow educator. Welcome, Patty. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Good. Great to see you. It's good to see you. Good to be back here again. We're right before the holidays, so we're going to mm. take a little hiatus for a while, but um, mm-hmm. Today we're inside on a kind of a cold day and ready Mm. to do another podcast. Cold and blustery. Cold and blustery. So today we're going to be talking again about the technologies and how they work into our lives. And the theme for today is the places where we give away our power. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I first said that to you before we got on air, I, I just feel like there was that moment between us where... I think as women and being at the age that we're at right now, we're starting to really understand something that maybe we didn't understand at another age about what it is to live into your power. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think once you get to 50, you're the, (laughs) I won't say it on air. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but I think everybody knows what I mean when I, the effort 50s. Yeah. We just, I think people are done. You know, women are done by the age of 50 with giving away our power. We want it back. Yeah, or even sometimes, I don't even know if I had it to begin with. Your power? Yeah, like, wait, you know, at some point, I, I think that, especially as a woman, I don't even know if I ever knew that I had it consciously. You know, and so that's kind of an interesting place, too, in terms of, what does it even mean to have your power? So for you, when you think about being empowered, what does that mean for you? I think it means being able to speak my mind, do what I love, um, be who I am without judgment and without feeling like I really care about what anybody else thinks Mm. about Mm. all of that. Mm. And not in like a rude way for me, but just in, I'm just going to do this. Right. And I'm going to believe that (laughs) my new thing is I'm going to believe that the universe supports me (laughs) and whatever it is that, you know, makes me, me. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. It is. To have the weight of the universe behind you. It's taken a long time. (laughs) Like I'm well into my fifties now. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I feel I agree with everything that you just said. And it just makes me think about it being a kind of an inner authority, Mm. where you stand in the presence of the world with all of its demands, all of its expectations, Mm. all of its conditioning, all of its norms, and you determine whether or not what's in front of you makes sense for you or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's why I started to think about this whole idea about claiming, reclaiming, taking back, however you want to think about it, our power when it comes to the technologies, because for all that it brings us, I also see that there are all of these ways where we give away our power to our uh, cell phones, Mm. to social media, to... Uh, where and how we spend our time, right down to the very ideas that we're having about ourselves. Because I I find this to be especially true as women, that you see these images, you see all these expectations before you every single day. And then 
how are you supposed to stand in the presence of that and not be unduly influenced? Mm. Yeah. A, a trip through Instagram will instantly make me, instantly make <laughs> me feel way inferior to all the other like beautiful yoga teachers out there. It's like, oh my God, how could I ever, I, I, I can't even put any picture up on Instagram yeah. without feeling complete embarrassment. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And you, and you wonder then too, what is that doing to a developing sense of self? If you start doing that at the age of seven, 10, 12, you know, whatever the ages that kids are getting into it now where you haven't even had an opportunity to just be an embodied expression of what your power is, which is what kids do quite naturally. They're Mm. not thinking about you know, where's my power? Am I powerful? Is the universe on my side or not? They just live that quite naturally. Yeah. I I see that every day, you know, and you can really tell the kids who are um, supported at home because they're so creative mm. and that creativity isn't held back by some, I don't know, like invisible, like wall, mm. you know, you can really, really see it in kids. But I think you're right that kids are born that way. And if we don't mess with them too much, they'll continue on that way. Right, right. Yeah, when you said the invisible wall, it just made me think of something that I often think about, the analogy of the times that we're living in right now in terms of the influence of the technologies that it's literally the sea that we're swimming in. And so if Mm. you've always grown up that way, it's like asking a fish, how's the water? you're not even questioning that because the kids are coming in and they're seeing that this is just what it is. They don't even know that there's another way. They don't know that there was a before. Right. Um, And so how do we then begin to be with these technologies in ways that actually empower us as opposed to disempowering us? Mm. And I think it really is up to the adults because we do have the, um, the benefit of the long view like we grew up I grew up without any technology right there was a telephone on the wall in the kitchen there was a television in the living room that was it yeah and so we know what it's like to live without the cell phones and the iPads and the laptops everywhere um and I'll tell you I'm just so glad I grew up when I grew up mm-hmm. I'm glad I had an opportunity to play outside and you know make mud pies and you know get into little uh, squabbles with my the neighborhood kids and Mm. and learn how to like problem solve that Mm. way Mm. I'm just so glad I'm grateful I love that just listening to you I got this image in my mind because I had the same kind of growing up Mm. and that whole thing where you're just you're dirty, (laughs) you're scraped up, you're running around. And there were so many empowering moments built into that, right? That you're running through the neighborhood like a maniac. And so whether it was climbing up a tree or playing street hockey or falling down and figuring it out, or like you're saying, having a squabble and not having an adult tell you how to figure it out. Like it was you in that moment, figuring it out. Yeah. 
with the other kid. It was real. It, it was real. And there yeah. was nobody intervening. There was no artificial cloying. Like sometimes I just feel like it's so cloying right now how we do things with kids that it's kind of sterile and syrupy around how we resolve all these things. And I'm certainly not for anything like bullying, but there is a way where sometimes they need to scrap it out a little bit mm. um, because there is an empowerment there that you have an encounter and then you figure it out and then you move on from that. Yeah. And it sort of takes like real life experience yeah. to do that. But getting back to the technology for a minute, like I know because I do teach um, at an elementary school that some kids, paradoxically, they find their power with technology mm. because some kids aren't good at writing. They're mm. not good at reading. They're not good... Um, with the academics, but they know how to code. Mm. You know, their brain works in a really creative way that with, you know, this. So I think that we have to really balance this and realize that some people, that is where they find their power. Mm. And, you know, I'm so glad that we have all these different intelligences and that, you know, kids and adults can plug into these different ways of uh, being smart. Because I, I worry about those kids sometimes who, you know, just they don't have the academic whatever, but they have maybe they're really good on the football field. Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. To, to just say that, mm. that um, you know, to not throw the baby out with the bathwater kind yeah. of thing, that, that some people can find their power that way. And so how do we then begin to make a clear distinction, I guess, around when that's happening and when it's not. And I think one of the things that you just said a minute ago was about real life applications mm. and the power that it brings. And yeah. which brings me to how I even got to this whole topic for today. As I was <laughs> how telling, did you get to yeah, this topic? I know topic. you already know, but I'll say it again. Um, <laughs> Tell so the audience, yes, Susan. <laughs> uh, last night after I taught a yoga class, one of the students was telling me about this YouTube phenomenon of this woman who has been able to quit her job because she's making so much money with these YouTube videos. And her whole thing is she folds towels and she softly speaks as <laughs> she is folding them. And uh, when I was asking him what this was all about, as somebody who uh, he said, you know, struggles with getting a good night's sleep, that it's this very relaxing thing. And so we were kind of having a laugh about the whole thing. But when I, when I stepped away from the conversation, there was a part of me that started to wonder, and, and no dispar disparagement against this woman or anybody who, who finds those videos helpful, but it just got me to wondering, why wouldn't I just fold towels in my own life and speak softly to myself, you know, and to like, why wouldn't I just turn down the lights in my own home or uh, get off the screen at night and to do more comforting, soothing things? Because that's really, I think what this was all about is what is very just comforting and soothing and nourishing to the nervous system. And it just makes me think that we've really gotten away from some really simple common sense things that we used to know, but now because we're so either enamored of the technologies or they take up so much of our time that those really simple quiet things have gotten really squeezed out basically. Mm. 
So that's what got me thinking about this whole thing was where and when are those times where we don't even know that we're doing it, but we're disempowering ourselves because we're, we're getting rid of the basic sort of supports of what it is to be a human being. So whether it's being a little kid and running around and you've got to figure stuff out on your own and that's what empowers you, or just knowing that you're able to soothe your own system just by the doings of your own life. And I, and I know I have this experience like cooking at the end of the day does that for me. So mm-hmm. whatever I've been doing across the day, whatever's happening in the world, whatever mood I happen to be in, yeah. once I start into that rhythm of preparing food and cooking and thinking about who I'm cooking for and then sharing that meal with somebody else, that has that effect on me. So it's this very empowering experience where just by the simple doing of my day-to-day life, I'm brought back into this place of alignment, which would be different than watching a cooking show, for instance. And so I, I know from talking to you earlier, you like, you love <laughs> cooking love shows. Cooking and shows. again, no, no, <laughs> no bad on the cooking show thing, but it, it kind of is for me, that same kind of thing that nothing wrong with watching those kinds of things, but where and when are we eliminating those things from our lives? And then we don't even realize that in, in the meantime, we're taking away our power. Hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder if the watching this woman, I had had never heard of this before, watching this woman fold those towels and speak softly. It reminds me of like Maria Kondo. Do you know about Maria Kondo? I don't. She is a, um, a Japanese woman and she goes into people's houses and she blesses their home and then she organizes. There's just something like calming, I think, to the nervous system to see something go from a wreck, being a wreck, Mm. to being completely organized and everything's in a row. I think it's I think it's because our brains like when things are predictable and organized. Mm. I think it's that Definitely. in itself is soothing to the nervous system. So possibly it could be something like that. Mm. Cooking shows I just love because I love to cook and I always get ideas. You do get ideas. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to hear that because I, I, I can't tell you how many people I actually know yeah. that don't cook, <laughs> <laughs> but they watch the cooking shows. And there's a part of me that's always like, what if you spent the time cooking? <laughs> Yeah, because you can't really do takeout anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. I mean, my husband and I will get takeout here and there. But as for going out to dinner in the pandemic, it's very, very rare that we're we're doing that. Um, So if you don't cook right now, oh my God, that must be so hard. Yeah. Find myself doing tons of cooking now. Yeah. It feels good though. It Mm. it really does. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's one of those things again that, Sometimes I find when I talk with people or I've worked with certain people that they don't have time to cook and they don't have time for all kinds of things, but they've got plenty of time to sit in front of a screen, right? <laughs> to watch shows, to scroll through social media, to, to game. And mm. I, that's really the heart of what I'm trying to get to here is that we really don't want to let go of those basic fundamentals of being a human being because it's the glue. And I, and I think that you use that word invisible. I think that's the trouble with this because it's invisible. You don't see it going. Yeah. Your life just somehow starts to feel worse, but you don't really know why. Yeah. 
And I see that with like a lot of um, friends and families and it just in, in my life who I see really getting sucked into technology and kind of losing some of their social skills and the glue that holds us together are young men who are gaming and they're gaming um, for many, many hours a day. And I, I've just thought in my head that maybe the game itself becomes more real than life. Maybe you start to feel more comfortable in that realm Mm. than you do like looking at a person and, and having a conversation with a person because you know, I mean, it makes sense. Whatever we do a lot of, we're going to feel more comfortable with. Um, yeah. You know, it's... And I'm just going to add to that. And, yeah. and whatever we don't do a lot of, we start to feel uncomfortable about too, right? Yeah. So it goes the other way, yes. right? Like you're, you're, you're doing more of the gaming, so you're more comfortable with that. But then you're doing less of the in-person social stuff. And then that becomes the thing that yeah. feels off to you. Yeah, and the and the people who do a lot of gaming, they tell me that um, it, it's also very social because they're not just gaming by themselves. They have these large groups of friends, and they talk. They can talk through the computer and stuff like that. So I know that there's also a social aspect, and there's like no judgment here. It's just kind of curious because I didn't grow up um, in that time, so I've just kind of noticed. Mm. I guess you could say. And I do wonder what we're losing when we spend so much time, you know, staring at a phone or staring at a computer screen. We definitely were losing, mm-hmm. you know, we're losing social interaction, you know, we're losing exercise, we're losing fresh air. So I think it's about balance, you mm-hmm. know, it's just about balance, like, hmm, could I have more fun if I just put this down right now and actually went and, and I don't know, had a real talk with a human being. Mm. And, and those are the things that I think are really empowering, you know, as we were just outside putting my chickens away before we started this podcast, (laughs) both of us really having a deep connection and affiliation for nature. There's something deeply empowering about that. And I know we've talked a lot of times about being out in nature, but there is something really profoundly empowering when you put your sneakers on and you get yourself out into the woods and you see the way that it changes your mood or how you think just to know that that's there for me. That feels really powerful to me to know that I can affect that kind of change in my own life. Mm, Yeah. Sometimes all it does is it takes a step out my door and my headspace is completely changed. Yeah. You know, cause it can be intense to be inside and to be working all the time, step outside, breathe in the fresh air, look at the trees, look at the grass, leave all the buildings behind and just come into nature. Yeah. Very empowering. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to start to wrap things up for today to just really encourage all of us to connect to what it is that makes us feel more clear, more grounded, more powerful. And like you were saying earlier, not powerful in a kind of either aggressive or power over kind of place, but where you feel your own inner authority, where you feel a sense of sovereignty, where you feel a sense of 
clarity and ease in who you are and, and what it is that you stand for, because that's what we really need a lot more of in the world right now are people who really know themselves to that level. Yeah. So yeah, just encouraging all of us to get to whatever it is that helps you to feel that way. And if you don't have that in your life, to start to look around for what it is that might help you to feel that way. And I, and I want to be also really underscoring that this is a simple thing. It doesn't have to be anything costly. It just is as simple as like what we're saying of like stepping outside or choosing to fold your own towels or choosing to, you know, cook your own dinner. It really can be as basic as that. Yeah. But, but it's also like a lifelong practice at the same time, Yes, you know, because we get distracted and we get exhausted and sometimes we just want to sit on the couch and like watch seven cooking shows in a row. Right. But then, you know, we have to sort of pick ourselves up and realize, okay, let me get myself back on track here. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That in that moment, the the world can be a lot that we, Mm -hmm. but that we more intentionally say, I've just got to check out. I got to numb out right Mm -hmm. now, but really holding that understanding that this is never going to be what's going to bring me my happiness. It's never going to be what brings me like true empowerment. So it's just a little sort of pause but then like you're saying we move on to like what it is that really does it for us yeah 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 well thanks patty do you want to tell everybody how they can be in touch with you they can be in touch with me at um pattypraymari at gmail.com p-a-t-i-p-r-a-y-m-a-r-i at gmail um right now my website's kind of um being built Mm. so i'm not going to give my web address right now Um, and that's it great thank you patty so as always when we can remember what matters most we create lives that we can feel good about and that serve as a contribution to the world and if you'd like to hear more about what i do please go to my website which is rememberingwhatmattersmost.com thanks everybody 